Live from Landing Zone Studios, this is NOLA Famous. Good morning, I'm your co-host, Tatum Gardner. I am so blessed today that I have Terrence Osborne co-hosting with me this morning. Good morning, Terrence. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning, Tatum. I'm happy to be here. Our guests today are Rick Dobbs and the talented Ken Murphy, creators of the new coffee table book, Local Spirits, New Orleans Bars of Orleans Parish. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Yes, you actually got us out of a bind. I, I met you last week, Rick. Yeah. Um, I was actually delivering some books, um, donating to a charity, and you were there, right? To, and you just happened to help me take the books in, and we started talking about your new book. Correct. Yeah, you were delivering books to my uh, office mate and client, uh, Tracy Napolitano, with the New Orleans Bourbon Festival. For yes. Kids Can Lola charity. Yes. Right. And so we had... Um, uh, the mayor of Gretna scheduled this morning, and unfortunately, she had to reschedule. So I said, "Who can I get?" I'm like, "Wow, everything happens for a reason." I met Rick last week, called him, got you guys in. So thank you for being here. So tell us a little bit about your new project. Well, the project was Rick's idea. Um, Rick has designed four of my books about Mississippi, and about six years ago, whatever it was, you had this idea. Uh, while we were working on a blues book, Rick had the idea to do the bar book. And we talked about it and then forgot about it and then talked about it some more. And I kept forgetting about it. <laughs> I, never, I never forgot about it. It took me a couple of years to talk him into doing the project. So I started thinking about this seriously in 2012. I, I kind of hesitated because... I've been in the bar business a little bit, own bar and have owned, but I was hesitant because of photographing people in bars. Right. I know a lot of people don't want to be photographed in bars. However, with this particular project, we had what, maybe two people say something about us taking their picture? Very little pushback, and they're also all long exposure photographs, so it's more about the character of the space, uh, interior, exterior of each bar, not the people. So if they moved at all, it was a, a blur. Right. So. Yeah. so so this is a gorgeous book. I love the color. It's got these nice, warm colors. So what bar is this? Uh, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. Snake and Jake's on the cover. It looks gorgeous. Um, so I noticed you don't have, there are no words other than the, the title of the bar. Um so why did you do it that way? Why is it all just photos? Well, I, I guess that was where I was having a little bit of an issue. Um, because it, in, in my mind, I just had a hard time saying, well, how are you going to show just one photograph of a bar? You know, because usually there's multiple things that make a bar a bar right. or that particular location, you know, so... And Rick and I talked about it, and we decided, you know, one interior, one exterior, or one of either. And there are just a few in the book that have either an interior or an exterior. They might not have both. And it was because we just um, didn't see the need to put the other photograph because it was so disinteresting that it would have 
you lowered the level of the book rather than raised it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so you wanted to simplify it to make people interested. Yeah, yeah. and we wanted to include as many as we could. How many bars are included in the book? There are 102 bars in and, the book. And, and when you shoot over 100 bars too, and you shoot some shots become monotonous and the same old, same old bar. So it had to be a very photogenic um, uh, bar or photograph to make, make the cut. And so if some were just kind of like plain and kind of repetitive, they got asked. Because I mean, it's about the character, of, again, of the space and the personality of the bar. Yes. And that's it, you know, didn't make it, didn't make it. So, so this is your fourth book together? Is that right? This is my fifth book and mine and Rick's fourth book. Oh, and so, you've won some awards for your prior books about Mississippi. It's all um, I would say, yeah, I would say Rick won the award. It's <laughs> <laughs> his design. His autographs. Right. It, it's it, a collaboration, it is for a collaboration. sure. And I, I got to say that uh, I really don't even trust anyone to design my books other than Rick. Wow. Um, that's a compliment. Yeah. The biggest challenge is going from the RGB color space, you know, with the photographs to converting the CMYK and getting that same like color profile and pop in the production process. So it's very color correction is critical. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially on those purples and, and reds. You know, the skies and the blues. Yeah. Definitely. You know about that. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. Rick understands that, and that's you know, I need that myself. I need someone like Rick to understand that. Right. And so let's, it's, you own actually Unreal, which is a um, marketing and design company. Uh, from primarily graphic design. Graphic design. Uh, we do brand development, packaging design as our main forte, but full service. We so, do uh, web design, illustration, copywriting, photography, obviously. Uh, but heavy, heavy food and beverage industry, branding, and packaging design. And is that how you guys met? Did you contact him to do your first book? No, he was uh, the uh, ad um, art, director. art director for the Beau Rivage Casino. Oh, wow. And uh, I was working for him, and we just hooked up on a project one day and kind of hit, hit, hit it off together. And I said, man, I'm getting ready to do another book. I said, I, why don't you give me a price on designing my book for him? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's your rest is history. Right. Yeah, the rest is history. I thought you were going to say uh, you met him at a bar and he was down and out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I hired him. Oh, that'd be a great story. That though. would be one. Yeah. He shows up or doing like a, uh, it's a either casino marketing or a daily marketing car giveaway or 50Z or something like that. And he shows up to the photo shoot set on the top floor of the parking garage at the with a four by five wooden camera and a cape. And I was like, this is <laughs> what's, what's going on here? <laughs> Because that was as, as good a quality as I could get at the moment because I was not digital yet. And uh, it took me a while to go digital. I'm a late bloomer. Um, my first two books are all film. Um, and the last three have been all digital. Well, I say except for the blues book, which had one four by five image in it. And I never told anyone or very few people know which one it is because I try to test people to see if they can tell the difference between a real four by five film image and a digital image. Oh, yeah. okay. 99% of people cannot tell. It's a dinosaur now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a slight difference. And as a matter of fact, when I went digital, my whole thing, I, I shot a four by five image and I shot a the same exact image on a digital and I blew them up to the same size 
And when I couldn't tell the difference, I was like, well, what is the point now? You know, mm -hmm. and there was visually no difference. Um, I can see a difference in certain types of images, especially with sunsets and that sort of thing, color of the sky. It's a dead giveaway on digital. Um, other than that, it's very difficult. We're talking about going back to maybe some uh, some film or format film for next project too. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm either going to go back to four by five, and right now I'm researching large format digital, okay. shooting a hundred megapixels and um, that sort of thing. What is the next project? Can you tell? I mean, are you going to do maybe restaurants, galleries, courtyards? We've been talking about doing a uh, we're approached. At a um, old client, Emerald's home base. Yes. They're a uh, former executive chef, Chef Dave, doing Frankie and Johnny's Uptown now. Okay. I showed him the book and he was like, you guys should do a dive restaurant of South Louisiana or something like that. That and would I'm be so awesome. Away, you know, but uh, we're chewing on that, but also we're doing a new book coming up about Mississippi, Volume 2, mm -hmm. uh, Backroads, Bayous, and Beyond next project for us. Oh, that's a good one too. Mm -hmm. I mean, so how different is it shooting beautiful landscapes on the coast as opposed to shooting people in a bar? Night and day. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you guys drink Morning. a cocktail at every, it took four years to complete this book. Yeah. Okay. And like how many nights a week did you go to the bars or did you have a schedule or? Well, some, 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 <laughs> we shot like maybe two or three uh, a week. For months on end, and then okay. you know, Kansas Bay St. Louis, I'm here, right? And so getting our schedules to line up with the bar schedules, and so we go a month without shooting. He was also reopening his new restaurant on the beach in Bay St. Louis, so there was that. And so uh, we do two or three a week for a month or two, and then we go dormant, pick up a month or two later, and just go full force. And then so that's why it took four years to make it. Wow. So, so I, I guess you were drinking on the job. <laughs> we, we were. Yeah, we had at least we uh, had a license, at least one cocktail and wine. And if you look in the book, you'll actually see my self-portrait in the wine glasses that are sitting by themselves. Oh, clever. <laughs> That's <laughs> me. <laughs> and it was important for you guys to make sure that it wasn't touristy spots. You wanted to keep it kind of like local watering holes. Definitely. Um, there are some French Quarter tourist landmark bars in there, but they're, they're bars that people that are locals in service industry get off work and go have a shift drink, you know. But I mean, primarily, it's that the, the rationale and criteria had to be open seven days a week for locals and neighborhoods for happy hour, you know. No band halls, um, they're open just for, you know, concerts and that kind of thing. There's one hotel bar, the Columns, but it's a very popular uh, uptown. It is. It's uh, one of my happy favorites. Hour spot, you know, that porch there, so. Um, and only one, there's one or two restaurant bars in there as well. Um, two Jacks, because it's the oldest stand-up bar in the country. Right. And then uh, Bufa's on Esplanade, because it has a separate bar from the restaurant, you know. And looking through the book, um, not only is it visually beautiful, but it's almost like a checklist. Like, you know, you take this to the bars, and you, you have to go to every single bar. It's a bucket list for bars. It is. Mm -hmm. And we have people saying that exact thing. That yeah. They're taking it and going to the bars and getting it signed by everybody. Get every bar. That's a great idea. Yeah. On the page, mm -hmm. the picture, you know, so you bring it to the We suggest that they get it signed by the owner. So, you know, so, it, has it. so it actually becomes a historical document also. Um, 
Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, can I say this about the architectural? What's that? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead and tell them. I, I, well, I, I was watching a Saints game in my office at Evangeline uh, a few months ago and happened to meet the, I guess she's on the board of the director of the Louisiana Architecture Foundation or something like that. It's mm-hmm. Architects Guild for Louisiana. And they approached us about doing a, a four bar bar crawl with their group and doing a talk at each bar about, you know, the space and the history of the bar and that kind of thing. So we're doing that, I think, April 6th. With them. Second. Second. That's okay. going to be, that is so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Did the, and they want like an architecturally interesting. So we're going to try and pick four of the most architecturally interesting bars for them. In the same neighborhood within walking distance. That, that's what they want. Now, did any of the owners of the bar had, have a say-so in what pictures were used in the book or no? Mm-hmm. And how, were, were they excited to be featured in the book? 100%. Yeah. So far, they all are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's any other books like this one, you know, and I can't believe that this is the first one when you go to Barnes and Noble or some of the other bookstores and, you know, you'll find books on bars, but, but not quite like this one. Uh, what, what makes this one different to you? I mean, there, there are a lot of genres that are very saturated and I was so surprised, you know, growing up, you know, coming up here in the nineties for like shows and like that thing at Sepatina's and going to different bars and, um, but no one had done this. Um, before or after Katrina, I just couldn't believe it. And there, there's a, there are other books out there that focus more on the touristy spots and like drinks and recipes and that kind of thing, but, um, nothing at all like this. And uh, I just wanted to, I was inspired by the different neighborhoods in the city, whether it's Bywater, Marigny, seventh floor, central city, uptown, mid city, garden district, and each separate neighborhood has its own separate like personality and character and within that neighborhood these separate little watering holes that attract different kinds of people um yeah. so it's just a almost an anthropological study of the uh, neighborhoods and drinking culture yeah. across the city you know it's like a bible for tourists right <laughs> minus, sure. yeah. minus the uh intellectual commentary on what bars may or may not be yes you know yeah. we, we, we had no desire to comment on what that particular bar is. We got black, white, gay, straight, upscale, low scale. Between. I you love know, that. Any, and Something for everybody. In there. Right. We didn't. We didn't try to judge. You know. We of just, course. Uh, That's if, what makes New Orleans. Said, New Orleans. And when we first started out, we had a list that we thought was kind of long, that never ever went down. It went up every day we went out. Hey, by two or three. Said, Where in the hell is that? You know, it's like, you know, yeah. you go to different bars and like, we got to shoot here, you got to shoot there. And I'll, let me make one note too. There are some glaring omissions uh, in the book, and it wasn't from our lack of trying. Uh, some some bars just refused to um, correspond with us via email, phone call, social media. And so we begged and begged, and it's like, you know, you can only go so far, beat a horse to water, you know. So right. there are a couple of, you know, Bars you will notice aren't in the book, and it uh, wasn't for lack of trying. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Ken, um, I noticed that you don't have an index finger. Um, that was my ticket to becoming a photographer. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Turn the negative into a positive. Yeah, women to make lemonade. So, um, I was in the army actually in 1976, and uh, I was playing war games in Germany, and. The last 10 minutes of a 14-day exercise, 
actually the last two minutes, <laughs> mm -hmm. we were about to um, tack across this field and put our tanks back on the train. And at that moment, I was loading a tank gun simulator and it inadvertently went off with my hand in front of the tube and there went my index finger. Um, thank God, by the grace of God, I didn't blow off my whole hand. I almost did. My thumb was just hanging on by a thread. Just you can see my fingers are messed up. But, so, uh, so are you ambidextrous now, or or do you? No, I still do everything right-handed. Right-handed. Um, uh, Photographer that shoots with his middle finger. Right. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my middle finger's got me in trouble. It has a flippy the bird piece on it too. Automatic. It's been. It can be funny. Uh, I've had a couple of incidences that were humorous because of my finger. Yeah. But uh, I was shooting a shooting a peace sign at a guy one time and just not even thinking that I was missing a finger. <laughs> and he saw it as the bird and started getting mad at me. And I was like, what? Tom's like, this, I wish we had camera. Right. What, did I, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> right. And how, how um, long after your incident when you got out of the army did you decide that you wanted to pursue photography? Well, actually, uh, I had an epiphany while I was in the Army. As a matter of fact, um, I was considered a career soldier. I was a sergeant. I had been in like five years or so when this happened. So I still had three years left on my enlistment. So rather than um, putting me out of the Army, they just changed jobs, which is another whole story. We'd probably need about two shows to go into. But, <laughs> you have to come back. <laughs> it... Uh, it uh, so they put me in a hobby shop in a woodworking section where I had written before saying that I was destined to lose more fingers uh, because I was in the woodworking section. And um, the guy that was in the Photoshop section, and this was a brand new arts and crafts facility in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. And um, the guy that was in the photography section, you got fired for stealing equipment and I was forced they made me because I was the low man on the totem pole in the facility the newest one nobody in the woodworking section wanted to do anything with photography so the boss told me Murphy go in there and clean up so that the people can use that place and as soon as we get a replacement we'll take you out and I was like all right I said because I don't know anything about photography as a matter of fact, I had a nice Yashica camera back in the day before this happened. It was about, this is in the 70s, it was a $150 camera, an expensive camera back then. I sold it for $25 because I couldn't figure out how to load it. <laughs> so uh, I took the job and uh, lo and behold, I, this little old lady came in and showed me how to develop film. And I was like, man, this is cool. And uh, I just started doing it. And before I knew it, I had fallen in love with photography and entered a contest within the first six months and won third place in the all-Army landscape uh, photograph in Army-wide. Mm -hmm. Did you get paid or was it a... Yeah, I got paid $75. Oh, oh that's, which, a, that's solidified the deal, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, $75? I was 
I said, you can make money on this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and I was hooked forever from that point forward. Then I, when I got out, that was in 76, and then I got out in 79 and traveled out west, went to, I was going to go to Arizona State, but I got out in Phoenix, man, I, the concrete desert about drove me out of my mind. I couldn't, I was literally running around my car to get out of there when I was to gas up. <laughs> I was head, I headed to Tacoma where I went and spent some time. And um, Anyway, I eventually wound up going back to college at the Rochester Institute of Technology in New York and got a bachelor's degree in narrative editorial and documentary photography. Got out in 86 and been doing it ever since. So military to photographer. Right. And then, um, Rick, what, what did you do before you were in marketing, right? No, uh, design. design. Uh, I've always done that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Always so I majored in graphic design. I uh, got a minor in painting in college and started out uh, as a designer, art director, at Bill Revage and advertising there, then went to work for an agency mm -hmm. in Baton Rouge called X-Design. Um, so I saw, I wanted to see the um, in-house advertising design, uh, you know, world, and also the agency life. And I got got my fill of both and started my own company, uh, I guess about mm, 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, oh yeah. I've been here in New Orleans since 2010. 2010. I think mm -hmm. uh, my Mississippi book was one of your first independent projects, wasn't it? I believe you're right. Yep. So, so you know, I I've never I never published a book or, or made a book, and I I would like to do a coffee table book. That's like one of my one of my things. I've said that for the past two years. Probably get with you guys and jump on it. <laughs> but but um, so how did you go from like not having a book to like yeah, you know what? I think I want to do a book. Not not everybody. You like to gamble? <laughs> Are you a gambling Good man? Question. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I'm saying that. Slightly in jest, but not totally. Uh, it is a gamble, I can tell you that for sure. Um, other than that. So how do you get started though? Like, what do you, do you just. The, the he already had one book thing. under his belt when I met him. So yeah. he already knew that the industry and the production side and all that. So he kind of held my hand with this project but, since then. The books are self-published, right? So like yeah. walk us through a little bit of the self-publishing process if i were going to give advice i would tell people that the the first and main thing you got to do is have a concept that you think will appeal to the masses or will appeal to a market large enough to cover your cost make it successful right um, the next thing to do if you if you if you got that part down the next thing is find and work with the best book designer you can i was very fortunate to find rick um Rick's a great designer. And You're too kind, Ken. <laughs> not really. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm very selfish. <laughs> Nobody else can use it. No, I'm yeah. kidding. But uh, Rick just, you know, he already knew how to design a book. You know, he knew how the the, the yeah. technical end of it. And he was sharp enough on the image part of it that, you know, we, we thought similar. And, you know, we saw similarly in what we were looking at in images, you know, and sometimes Rick would say, 
you don't want to use it. Well, being an amateur shooter myself, too, I kind of already have that eye for the, the color and all that. I mean, I'm nowhere near Ken's caliber, but, uh, you know, that helps definitely design a photography book for him. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate that vote of confidence. But uh, <laughs> he's got a great eye, and, you know, he will tell me if if that's weak or strong or whatever. Yeah, and speaking of confidence, to, to self-publish a book, it's totally different. I mean, you don't have a publisher. You don't have anybody booking your signings. You don't have anybody um, selling your book. Everything is on you. That's so, right. I mean, all bets are on you. Which, in my world, is my weakest link. Um, that's the part I hate the most is 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 the work getting out selling it. The sales. The end sales. Of you know, I, I, I like going out shooting. Um, thank God on this book, we have my daughter, Christina, who's our partner. And she does a lot of that. So I'm like, oh, boy. Christina's handling all the fulfillment, inventory management, uh, finance, following up on the bookstores. I mean, it's sold, getting the checks, handling, you know, uh, the making accounts. Kind of well, so that's good. Which right. we have no desire to do after shooting this for four years and designing it. We're like, you know, logistics, Ken's daughter is handling it. Right. But as far as the signings, I mean, you're actually going to the bars that you feature in the book. So the signings have to right. be a blast. The signings are fun. I mean, it, you know, uh, very rarely do, you know, we might have to go do a, no offense, Barnes and Noble, but when it comes to signs, you're boring compared <laughs> to a bar room. Oh, yeah. Unless y'all want to open up. Or, or a locally owned <laughs> uh, bookstore like, you know, Octavia or yeah. District, but we like this book, which carry our books right now. Right. But, uh, you know, it, it's a totally unique animal to do what we're doing with the bars and stuff. Um, going back to publishing a coffee table book. Um, a book this size, then what you got to do is decide how much money you have. Um, yeah, that was my yeah, you know, this particular size, which is a 10 by 14 landscape, um, dimensions and page count, it's a very large book, yeah. And it's most, I don't know of any presses in America that can actually print this. Um, we tried to print it in America and we couldn't. Uh, because oh, so this wasn't printed here where no this was printed in china oh. just like about 99 percent of all coffee table books okay. brokered through uh, louisville kentucky um, okay. china korea canada um who else is good i think uh well the domestic printing the, the minimums are so uh like they're not cost effective at all you have to order like a minimum of five thousand books and it's like we would have spent double the amount with this book at this quantity in the, in the states, we just didn't have the budget for it. You know? Yeah, this is an expensive book as it is, sixty nine ninety nine. Well, but you can tell you've spared no expense at how you know the the details, the binding, and the linen, and, and the, the engraving, and it's beautifully done. Thank you. It's not high end Japanese stock. Um, it's a indigo linen wrap, full stamped hard case. There are a dull aqueous um, coatings on every photo to make them pop. We have a uh, scratch and moisture resistant dust jacket, sewn binding, custom head and tail band, uh, you know, um, nice uh, end sheet stock. So it's a gorgeous book. I mean, you can just about, um, not that our listeners should do that, but cut the pages out and, and frame them all. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> yeah. I've had people do that with my other book. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, they'll do it. As a matter of fact, I'll do it myself. Like I'll mess up a book or something. And I'll cut the pages out and mat them in frame. There you go. <laughs> Sell a picture for 10 bucks. That's a standard quality for sure. Standard size, 11 by 17? No, that's a 14 by 10. 
Oh, yeah? But that is our standard size. Every book I've done has been the same exact size. And, and we, in case you missed it, the cover is waterproof. So when you take this book to the bar, the respective bars. Moisture resistant. Moisture resistant. If you okay. wiped off with a wet cloth. If you spill your cocktail on it, you can just wipe it right off. There right? you go. However, that would just add a little character into it. That's right. Yes. <laughs> just like New Orleans. Our dummy originally had wine spilt all over it, which was mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Testing the uh, If product. there's still a drone, it's going to be murky over here. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, going back to the production, uh, on a book this size, you can look at spending, and we only printed 2,600 first edition, um, and we spent around $40,000 just in printing. Okay. Yeah, that so right cover, that's not all your, <laughs> you know, that's not all your production costs, and that doesn't count. Well, that's an offset printing price too, not digital. So no digital presses in the U.S. can right. handle this like 28-inch wide sheets. So. Terrence wow. is running numbers yeah, in his you. head. Oh, I, I think it's it, he definitely needs to do a coffee table book of it all is, of this. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, we were approached by someone else. We're thinking about doing one on artists, doing a, um, a book. A, yeah, a book about oh, yeah. you know artists and art, galleries southern, here in New Orleans. Southern, well, Mississippi, Mississippi, Louisiana. Well, the, the guy wants to. He was thinking of doing the South. Um, He's also thinking about just Mississippi. So, you know, we don't know exactly yet. What well, if he does the South, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. You we'll be happy to help you if, if, you know, whatever you need, we'll be happy to take you by the hand. If I'll take that. Good. Yeah, thank you. You know, it, it, it's not as difficult as most people would assume. Um, the first one's intimidating, but, I mean, once you get under your belt, it kind of yeah. it, it, it's, it's not rocket science and it's not brain surgery. You know, uh, the scary part is don't. And, and my big, my big thing is don't do like me. Make sure you can afford to lose whatever money you're gonna lose. <laughs> Being an army guy or whatever, you know, maybe I jump in sometimes too quickly. However, I've been blessed so far. But that said, there's at least one book that I didn't make any money. Didn't cost me any money because it wasn't mine, but it didn't make me any money either. Ken saying it wasn't his. It's back to the self-publishing thing too. You know, when you when you have a partner that is a university press or a uh, a publishing house or a big gallery wants to help you sponsor the project, you kind of lose control over the process and the stock selection, the production processes, and all that. Like you know, we uh, spent a few extra thousand dollars on a metallic. Uh, a spot metallic throughout the book with metallic, you know, hand sound colors. And we couldn't have done that with, a, you know, a, a big publishing partner. So we wanted complete control over, uh, you know, choosing the paper uh, to, you know, just everything. Well, we also, part of our philosophy is to create a book that will have lasting classic qualities uh, that will sell for years. Um, and I could promise you this book, Will probably sell for years. My other books are still selling. If I had, if I had some. Oh yeah, it makes you know. a great gift. I mean, yeah. anybody, a wedding present, uh, you know, a new home. I mean, people are using people it. People move here. Yeah. People are using it to, as a wedding register. <laughs> so they 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 get the book and they have people sign on their favorite bar. You know. It's a great idea. Fantastic. 
Yeah. So y'all just got the books in um, like last week of December, right? Correct. Okay. And how many signings have you done since then? And do you have any signings coming up that people should know about? We've probably done uh, around 10 or so signings so far. I mean, our first big launch party was at my neighborhood bar, uh, 45 Shop. Um, and my good friend and one of the co-owners of 45 Shop, Debbie Schatz, wrote the foreword for our book as well. So if we wanted to, you know, naturally host our big coming out party there, and the right. advocate came out and shot some photos, and we were in the newspaper last Sunday for that. Um, so about 10 so far, we've done Snake and Jake's, which is on the cover. We've done Pals in Mid-City, uh, Fat Harry's, Saturn Bar, Barrel Proof, 45 Shop, um, a couple others. And I'm losing track. We have upcoming <laughs> signings, not booked yet, but we're in the talks to do them at um, Peter Brown's, Rusty Nail, um, another bar, I forget which one. Oh, Levanton. Okay, Levanton. Pepper Keenan's bar. But you, you just got to kind of watch our Facebook because it's where they'll keep, we might have two or three lined up for the week. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I was about to ask. So if people wanted to know what's going on, where to buy the book. Um, when they can get it signed, where your signings are. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online? So Instagram, uh, Local Spirit Nola is our account, and I post a, a, every time we book an event, I post a, a poster uh, of that event, time and date, and everything. Also on Facebook under uh, Local Spirit Neighborhood Bars of Orleans Parish and localspiritnola.com. Uh, and we're also going to be a part of Tales of a Cocktail coming up, doing a big signing event there. Um, and New Orleans Bourbon Festival. We'll be uh, there both nights. Fine. And the Grand doing a signing. Thank and the Rum Festival coming up in, I guess, maybe July. Any other festival will let us in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get them all. Got to sell those <laughs> books. Sell, 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 sell. Goodness. Well, guys, thank you all so much for coming. It's been great. The book is absolutely beautiful. We wish you nothing but success. And I'm sure Terrence will be in touch. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. This is the quality I'm looking for. Thanks so much for having us, y'all. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Much success to you guys. Appreciate it very much. Buy the book. <laughs> Buy the book. That is, that is the ultimate compliment. Loving you is the way I know.